Welcome to Doing Life with Dr. Deb, a place where messy and real don't seem quite so far away from a smile and truth. And now, here's your host, Dr. Deb Waterbury. Welcome to the show. This is Dr. Deb Waterbury, and you are joining us right now on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. Thank you so much for all of you who are listening on KGMS AM 940. We always welcome our listeners here in Tucson. And for those of you who are listening in Sierra Vista, we always welcome you as well who are listening on KNXN AM 1470. And I am always, always happy for those of you who are listening online at KGMS.com. Thank you for those, too, who listen there. And we are happy, 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 too, to have my husband. who are We have guests in studio today for our ministry spotlight which means that jeff is sitting over in the corner with no microphone again which he was not happy about last week and he's not going to be happy about again this week but i want him to ask questions this week sweetheart no stop acting like that come over here hi dear hi sweetheart so there's going to be times we have to share a microphone so jeff is going to come over here and he's not going to have to make, make I me move think you'll share i will well. share no, I, I, don't think I will i'm going to try to share the microphone so he's here just so those of you know jeff is over there and he is actually still night flying but he is taking some time off and then came in studio and then he'll go back to work in a minute so we're all very happy to see jeff come say hello again <laughs> so thank you to all of you who are joining us um and so we do have in studio this is our ministry spotlight thursday and so today we have Bo ulette hi Bo. hey how's it going am i saying your name right no you're not okay <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It looked like that. Is it Ulet? It's Woolet. Woolet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I okay. was so far off. Hey, no problem. I sort of said it like a southerner, didn't I? You did, but <laughs> I, I thought it I thought it actually came out pretty cool. It did? Has anybody ever said it like that before? No, but I nobody's I, ever said it like not that. Not quite with that accent. Oh, I guess know. that's true. It's Woolet? Woolet. That's not spelled like that at all. I know. It's uh you know those French, you know, they a lot of vowels. It's hard yeah. to figure so it the out. The French and the Southerners, they don't go together well. Yeah. Unless you're from Louisiana. That's right. And then it doesn't even sound French or Southern. That's right. So okay. <laughs> Woolet. Thank you for having us <laughs> you're on the show. Very welcome. And we also have Peter Martin, and I can't mess that up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Hi, how's it going? Um, it's good to be I'm here. really good. Thank you guys both for being here. And I'm not gonna say your last name ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, that is fully Southern. That's easy. Yeah, Bo is flat out Southern. <laughs> we can say Bo all day long. I've had people come up to me and ask me if I'm from the South. Well, Bo is, you know, you don't spell it right, but right. but but Bo is definitely, I when I, we spelled it, when you saw, I should have known I was saying the last name wrong when I saw how Bo was spelled. That's right. Because we just do the B-O. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's Bo. Because from Nashville, it's just B-O. We don't add all those other letters. Yeah. But that's okay. You're forgiven. So we have <laughs> Bo and Peter from Calvary Christian Fellowship, and they're going to talk to us today about their Running Light Ministry, which is a ministry about pornography addiction and men and women who are dealing with that. Not necessarily even, I don't guess you even really have to qualify it as an addiction, mm -hmm. necessarily. Necessarily, no. you're correct. Yeah, it doesn't you don't even, have to. No, it doesn't even necessarily have to be, although I think that it most often, I suppose, is can be yeah but i think just even looking at it is an issue and so just the pitfalls of pornography and where that leads and the sin of that and what the how the enemy uses it and so i think it's such a needed thing to talk about so we're going to talk about to them about that um in just a few minutes so we're really happy to have you guys in studio 
Thank you, man. Yeah. We're, we're pumped to be here. And it's it, we love the topic. So it's <laughs> it's great to talk about, especially with the Bible. You know, it's no just kidding. wonderful to uh, have the Bible uh, to illuminate our understanding of yes. these topics that are so, uh, you know, in our culture today. Yes, and something that we don't talk about enough. Yeah, unless you hang out with uh, us, and then it's kind of all the time. <laughs> well, it needs to be talked about more, because I think yeah. it's too much behind closed doors, and it's considered, you know, taboo, and it's yeah. behind closed doors too much, Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, and when I think, you know, for those that are listening out there, you know, you're going, oh, man, I don't want to hear about, you know, this topic. Or, you know, that's such a common kind of thought. It is. Um, but, uh, you know, just you just have to remember that uh, in our culture, in the United States of America, pornography is free. Mm. And and that's why I always try to stress to people, that's why you want to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whenever you have something that is free, that is accessible to not just adults, but for people at the age of six years old, um, that is an adult content. Yes. Um, it's something that we should probably talk about. You know, and, and it's, I mean, it's accessible. You don't even have to be six. That's I mean, right. Jeff and I, goodness gracious, we, we see kids who are barely two who can scroll through their iPad better than <laughs> I can. And so if they can, they can get to it. That's right. And, you know, and I can tell you this, the first time, and this is, and I'm going to go ahead and show how absolutely weird I am. Yes. <laughs> first time, and I am, I've been <laughs> called transparent very much so. But the first time I really saw the worst kind of pornography yeah. was when I was on staff at church. Yeah. And it's because... And I was I was doing a, a search on my computer, and I and I just I, I think I searched woman because I, I was the women's minister, yeah. and I was searching woman, and I was on my computer at church, and unfortunately I was in my office, and my computer faced the hallway, which which was mortifying, but I did a Google search and just did woman, and I was I, you know we had a, we had like filters and stuff that kept stuff off off of our sure. screens but it just flew stuff flew on my computer screen that I had never seen before in my life and what what you know and I'm clicking it off as fast as I could but th- what dawned on me at that moment was the how quickly and what if you know what if that was something that and I was susceptible to that and or if that was something that I really wanted to see or if I was a young man or just I mean or a young a young woman it didn't if I was just young I mean yeah. I'm old so <laughs> Yeah, I'm past that prime, so it didn't really matter to me. But it just honestly, and I was in church. I was in an office in church, and that did, you know, that's what I saw. I wasn't even in like a, you think of dark, you know, dusty, smoky rooms or whatever. I was in a well-lit church office, and this is what was on my computer. So it's everywhere and so accessible and easily and sometimes just accidentally is there, and then it sparked and it's just there. Yeah. We have to talk about it. That's right. We just have to. So we're going to. But before we get there, I do want to Im- uh, remind everybody that this Saturday, Jeff and I are going to be out at Star Pass Resort. We are going to be there for the Together for Tucson conference. Aren't we, Jeff? Hello. Sure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's going to pout again. So we're, we're going to be out at Star Pass Resort for the Together for Tucson conference. Um, we're going to be at the KGMS. No, don't you give him your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be at the KGMS booth. We're going to be giving out all of our Doing Life for Dr. Deb 
memorabilia, not memorabilia, because we're not going anywhere. So it's actually just stuff. And then we'll be able to meet you and talk to you. It's going to be a great conference. I think it's from 8 to 5. So come on out there and say hey. Um, we'll be there. At least I'll be there. Jeff keeps on saying he's not going to stay the whole time, but I'll make him stay. So you'll be able to meet him, too. I do want to talk about, I do have this one article for the article of the day today. And I want to talk about this in particular since we have Bo and Peter here. It was an article, obviously, since I knew what our topic was going to be today, that I, I that hit my attention. It, the The title of it was at porn at Pornhub, and you automatically knew what that was, Bo, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so I didn't. <laughs> at Pornhub pop up shop, a hint of New York's dirty old days. So, first off, why did you know what Pornhub was? What is that? Pornhub's one of the largest um, uh, distributors of uh, porn amateur porn video today free amateur porn video okay okay so that's probably enough yeah (laughs) like so most uh, for for the lay person out there um most people are people that view free internet porn i see um they would know what that is. Predominantly go to Pornhub. Pornhub. Okay, I see. Well, so I guess this is a pop-up shop for Pornhub is then what they're talking about. Okay, yes. so this opened up in New York. Yeah. And so what 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 struck me then about this article, and I was telling Bo this during the, before the show started, was the tone of the article because the person who wrote it was basically saying that it said that it started out saying in today's squeaky clean version of New York City, which you know I've been there, it's not squeaky clean. <laughs> There's a dearth of smut. Crunched by restrictive regulations and eclipsed by the Internet, the once plentiful naughty bookstores are thin and only a few peep shows remain. So the lines down the block for a new adult store that opened on Black Friday in Soho were to be expected in such a sex shop starved city. Like, like it's just so sad <laughs> that they don't have enough. And for some, it put in high relief in the loss of a city's character. Mm. Now, I know. Can you imagine that the person who wrote, I, I just was so saddened by that first line. And then it said, perusing the rather tame offerings in this pristine space. It became clear that the boutique is pure promotion, which is, you know, apparently they were saddened about that. And so they, they're talking about the, you know, the fact that this person who wrote this article is talking about how sad they were that there were just so few of these kinds of stores because they said the Internet porn has just unfortunately taken over and now you don't can't walk into a porn shop. And, and people were just lined up for blocks because they get to go into this pop-up porn shop and so this woman apparently who is the author of naked truth strip clubs democracy and a christian right wrote she said porn i don't i don't know how that title goes together either peter (laughs) (laughs) porn has been around forever and it is going to continue and it is either going to be above ground where people are going to pay taxes on it or it's going to be underground where they won't um what do you think about that well you know First of all, I mean, it's a good article in the sense that it shows that there's uh, a cultural, um, you know, battle that takes place over these issues. Um, I think what that person's referring to is the idea that um, there's a strong push in the Christian right to um, uh, make illegal pornography. Right. And I did see some articles about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the 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 climate, uh, the worry climate, is that 
uh, if that goes, if that would ever happen, then is it going to be something like prohibition? Mm. Um, uh, so, from, that, so that people will, it'll cause things to be more illegal. Well, it, makes, it makes your 13-year-old a criminal. Right. It makes your, your yeah, 23-year-old a criminal. Right. It makes a 55-year-old man who's lonely a, a criminal. criminal. Right. Um, and so it brings up these really important things that we need to talk about. So I think that's what's, I think this is coming from probably the left point of view. I see, I see. And you know, and that's, and that, you know, that's going to bring on a whole big different discussion, which that's I right. think will we'll continue. <laughs> this right. is Dr. Deb Waterbury. <laughs> if you have anything you want to say in terms of that, we'll continue this discussion in the next segment. Phone lines are open. We would like to hear from you. We'll be back right after these words from our sponsors. It's a new year and a time for a new you. Arbonne's 30 Days to Healthy Living doesn't count calories, it isn't a quick fix, and it isn't a fad diet, but it is a lifestyle change. If you are ready to change your life, lose weight, and feel better in 2018, call Heidi Meredith at 573-953-3512 because you are worth it. Robin Holton State Farm Insurance, located at the corner of Thornydale and Orange Grove, has been in the insurance business for over 30 years, and his current staff has been together for more than 10 years. These wonderful people can definitely help you with one-on-one risk assessment and insurance needs. You'll get 24-hour personal service with a friendly and knowledgeable agent. Call today at 742-7131. That's 742-7131. They are there to help. KGMS is excited to present an evening with Amy Grant. Amy Grant is coming to Tucson Wednesday, February 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Fox Tucson Theater. Tickets available at the box office, online at foxtucson.com or by phone at 520-547-3040. A night of inspiration, stories, songs, and more. Amy Grant's career spans over 30 years and stretches from her roots in gospel to her experience as an iconic pop star. Listen for your chance to win tickets. KGMS invites you to an evening with Amy Grant, Wednesday, February 7th, 7.30 p.m. at the Fox Tucson Theater. Everything you need to know is at foxtucson.com. Now it's time for your Daily Dose with Dr. Deb. One of the hardest lessons I've ever had to learn was to be patient. And Lord knows I don't want to pray for that. I remember listening to this woman preacher one time at a conference a long time ago talking about all the blessings she wanted from God. She kept walking around the stage saying over and over again, I want it all and I want it now. Now I don't know what God thinks of that kind of praying, but I do know that he probably doesn't think that much of that kind of thinking. We don't learn much when we get things instantly, do we? There's something to be said for the process, isn't there? So what if we stop today in whatever process or thing we're looking toward, 
whether it's in our own business or our homes or our finances or whatever. And instead of wanting the answers to our prayers right now, we thanked God for all the wonderful things He's teaching us in the process. He's such a good God. He has great and miraculous things for His children because His love is boundless and without limit. It's because of that immeasurable love that He gives us the process. How about we thank Him today for that process? And that's your Daily Dose with me, Dr. Deb. Thanks for joining us today on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. If you want to know more about Dr. Deb's books or ministries, visit her website at drdebradio.com. The phone lines are open at 520-790-5663. And now, back to Dr. Deb. Well, welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Deb Waterbury, and you are joining us on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. And I want to make sure you know the phone lines are open at 520-790-5663. That is 520-790-5663. And as always, you can always tweet us at Dr. Deb Waterbury. That is at D-R-D-E-B-W-A-T-E-R-B-U-R-Y. Or you can always private message us on my Doing Life with Dr. Deb Facebook page. As always, I want to remind you that you need to go on over there if you haven't done so done yet so far to the Doing Life with Dr. Deb Facebook and make sure that Facebook page and make sure you like us or follow us over there. We're close to 3,000 followers there on that Facebook page. You want to make sure that you know that's where we put up where we're going to what we're going to talk about that day or the articles for that day or whatever things I've written or recorded or any kind of information you might need about the the, um, the show so we want to make sure you get over there that's where you're going to get your information about the show so go over there and like us or follow us on the doing life with Dr. Deb Facebook page and like I said you can always comment or ask your questions by private messaging us anytime during the show and we'll um, try to answer you during the show as well so we are here with Bo Willett. Good job. Ah. Great. <laughs> and Peter Martin. Hey, Peter. Hey, how's it going? Your, your name I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> I like yours too, Bo Willett. Thank you. Now that I know how to say it, I'll say it a bunch. <laughs> and they're here from Calvary Christian Fellowship talking about their Running Light Ministry, which is a ministry about the addictions to pornography and not just the addictions, but the dangers of that, both for men and women. And um, I'm really, really happy that we have them in studio today, and we're really thankful to have them here. Um, this is a topic that I think is so necessary as a, as a women's minister and as a minister mostly to women over the last 12 to 15 years. Um, I've done a lot of counseling of a lot of women, some who've dealt with the issue of pornography personally, but mostly women who have dealt with their the problems that pornography has, has um, done to ravage their marriages because of the issue of that with their husbands. Um, um, or sons, and I've, I've known a few women who've had to deal with the with the issue of pornography with themselves, but mostly it's been things that have happened because of what their husbands have have had to deal with, and it's ravaged so many marriages. Um, and not, you know, it's not something that's happened. It's not something that happens to your neighbor or someone else. It's it is it is everywhere. It is that's what, and it's getting everywhere more and more and more. And you know, I think the thing that that most people don't and what what we have to realize is that you know you used to have to go down to the corner store and ask the guy behind the counter to go behind the counter to the, the magazine that was behind the behind the counter that was covered up and get that magazine for you and you don't have to do that anymore you just have to pick up your phone <laughs> and, yeah and i think that's the that's 
the enemy doesn't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, and you know, sometimes when you're talking about an issue like pornography, it's good just to start at sometimes the real beginning, and that is kind of like what is pornography? Mm Because when you say porn today, you know, we really don't know exactly what that means today. And the reason why is because uh, the United States, not just the United States, but other, in a sense, first world countries uh, are pornified cultures. Um, meaning that the culture itself is a is a very um, there's an economic um, structure within the country that profits from the arousal of its citizens. So, um, and in that sense, it's a pornified culture because um, porn can be anything that um, of any uh, media outlet. You know, whether it's um, you know, f- uh, audio, visual, um, or the like. Um, I don't know if there's any more. Am I missing anything, Peter? <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but that that is there. That's primary purpose is to cause sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it. You know, when you take that broad definition, you know, you know that can be defined as things that you're in the checkout stand at, at your local market. Um, or you're just walking through the magazine aisle or, 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 or the way people dress in the culture. Um, that's what I mean by pornified culture. So you're talking about not necessarily just... The industry. The, okay. The mm-hmm. porn industry, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, is, which is obviously, per, you know, it, it's a cyclical pattern. There is a porn, pornography industry, and I've always tried to help people understand that it's different from sex trafficking, um, in this way, and that sex trafficking is illegal. It's an illegal. It's there is no um, uh, allowed industry of sex trafficking. Right. So, um, but there is a a legal industry in the United States called the pornography industry, mm. which is uh, around a thirteen billion dollar industry in this country. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have and, and it's it's such a it's such a large. Um, industry. And my background is from the San Fernando Valley, where the pornography industry really um, has taken root over the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I knew what it was like to grow up in that kind of environment where, as a kid, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing weird about being in the porn industry, because there's every single job you could ever have could be in the porn industry. You could be working an IT job. You can be working a secretary job. You can be pushing a mop at night. You can be, you know, it, it, does that make sense? There's yes. an, that's a legit industry. And that, and there's nothing, nobody looks down on that or sees that as anything yeah, bad so you or could weird. Ha- so you could have a Christian, you know, guy who's pushing a mop, who's just trying to get his kids to make it to school that's working in a, a, an industry that's just very large in in uh, this kind of capitalistic system that we have, mm-hmm. you know, where it allows for this kind of stuff. Right. Um, obviously, there's a there's a profit that we all make from we all get from such large industries in the country. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're you're talking about the porn industry, right? You have you you know if you really want to go after the porn industry, you're gonna have all of us have to take a real serious look at the personal loss that we might face with losing 13 billion out of the um, economic um, cash flow of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like you know what if the country lost Major League Baseball, the football, NFL, 
and uh, uh, the MBA all at once. Right. All the revenues from those just went done. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd probably be kind of bummed, you know. So so I guess the point is, is it's there's a broad perspective that we have to look at mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're looking at this industry instead of just going, man, this industry is horrible, you know, and... And we all understand that we have to talk about it. It's huge. It's big. Um, there's a lot of accessibility to this type of product today. Um, but we have to define, you know, what are we what are we talking about when we're talking about porn? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and and I would and if you've never had a discussion with someone about pornography in your family, that's probably the good place to maybe start. Is is just say, hey, you know, what is pornography? What are we talking about when we're discussing you know this issue do you know what porn is like mm-hmm. what is porn to you um you know y- you'd be shocked some people um see one thing as porn and another person won't really mm-hmm. see that as pornography at all they mm-hmm. won't be aroused by it right you know and they're um, but then again yeah they're then i mean does that change the devastating effects then then of of porn or that are the devastating effects that you've seen of porn because i mean seeing it as an industry is one thing but then seeing that the effects that porn has w- whether it's an industry or not i mean it's still devastating yeah peter you want to talk a little bit about that yeah, well, um, I think another important thing to think about with what uh, Bo is saying is the difference between how a Christian would view it and someone mm-hmm. who is secular would view it. Right. Mm-hmm. So from someone who's secular, <coughs> even um, even from the quote that you read uh, from that woman that I'm going to just take a stab in the dark and say she's secular and not a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even from her perspective, she agrees that she wants the porn industry regulated. Correct. So she's not just saying like, hey, let's let, um, you know, six-year-olds view whatever pornography they want, right, um, or anything like that. She she does believe that there should be some sort of a regulation because, the as Bo said, when you start to define pornography as just anything that arouses you, you, see it's a really broad category. Mm-hmm. But there's some very very traumatic things that are that are in that category. Correct. So I mean, I could go on a computer and I could watch heterosexual uh, pornography between a man and a woman. That's nonviolent. And it's, um, you know, and it's, it's porn. But then I could also go on my computer and I could see something violent mm-hmm. or something with bestiality or something with uh, underage people or something like that. And that's in a different category. That and you would not be aroused by, but somebody else might be. Right, right, right. And so when we're talking about the idea that maybe an eight-year-old could get exposed to something like that, um, or even, you know, as a 13-year-old in school thinking like, okay, do I want to see a woman who's, you know, in her 30s? Or do I want to see a girl who's my age right. naked? Right. Um, or watch people my age having sex, you know, and that, that might go through his brain too. So all those things you have to understand are in that category of what oh. we would call regulation. I see. So with me and a secular person, we can like, we could shake hands and say, yeah, I agree. Um, we both don't want that. You right. know, we both don't want that. Right. But from a Christian perspective, you have to see that we have a different uh, ethical issue with it. Right. So we think, so as a Christian, what we believe is that sexuality was created by God to be holy and sacred between a man and a woman. It's very interesting when you go through the book of Leviticus, how when it talks about un- inappropriate sexuality, it talks about 
uncovering the nakedness of someone. Right. So even nudity and sexuality um, is, is, from God's perspective, supposed to be kept separate and sacred. That's that's an excellent point. Gosh, <laughs> this is going to be a great discussion. This is <laughs> this is Dr. Deb Waterbury. We hope that you are um, wanting to take part in this discussion. If you have any questions or any comments, we hope you'll give us a call at 520-790-5663. I know, don't know about you, but um, my interest is piqued. So if you have any of those questions, give us a call. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. not for everyone, but for those who'd rather not go to a dealership for a new car, why not try Auto Executives? Auto Executives is the alternative when buying or leasing your next new vehicle. We offer only the best choices from the strongest new car brands. Auto Executives customers testify, we are the solution to going to a dealership. Ask a friend or credit union representative about our services or give us a call at 575-5775. Allow 10 minutes for delivery. No CD sales tax, no balloons. Get the most for your trade. Rebates available. Don't waste time. Don't waste money. Remember, it's the bottom line that matters. Ladies, if you're looking for a great place for your next mani-pedi, then look no further. VN Nail Spa has been my favorite nail salon for the last five years, and I couldn't recommend them more highly. They are located at 6330 North Oracle Road, Suite 204, right next to Natural Grocers. They're open seven days a week, and they take appointments and walk-ins. The nail techs at VN Nail Spa are fast, friendly, and professional. Call 742-0597 today and tell them Debbie sent you. The 10th annual Ignite Tucson will be at Victory Worship Center Saturday, February 3rd from 8.30 to 3 p.m. Ignite Tucson is a citywide conference designed to train and encourage all children's ministry volunteers. In addition to keynote speaker and children's ministry pioneer, Craig Jutilla, there will be over 50 workshop topics to choose from, including classroom management, ministering to teens, special needs, and so much more. You can learn more at ignite-tucson.com for Ignite Tucson, February 3rd. Hey everyone, Dr. Deb here, and if there's one thing I know, it's that life is often hard. Relationships are hard, jobs are hard, my goodness, just getting along with ourselves can almost be impossible sometimes. That's where I hope that my show, Doing Life with Dr. Deb, can help. Tune in Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. right here on 940 KGMS, and let's see if we can't walk through this together. Just like my mama always said, life is messy, but Jesus does messy too. See you soon. Thanks for joining us today on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. If you want to know more about Dr. Deb's books or ministries, visit her website at drdebradio.com. The phone lines are open at 520-790-5663. And now, back to Dr. Deb. Welcome back. This is Dr. Deb Waterbury. You are joining us here on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. And we have the phone lines open at 520 520- Seven nine zero five six six three, and we have Bo Willette and Peter Martin in studio today, talking about their Running Light Ministry. And we've just begun the conversation, talking about pornography and kind of the differences between what the secularist sees as what porn is, and how they may not see things necessarily the way that we would see them in the Christian view, Very because so. of because of our ethical 
standings within that. And I don't know if I wish you guys could hear our conversations in between segments because <laughs> I'm getting so much more clarification from Bo during the in between segments. But we're, we're going to try to make those clarifications. Right now we have a phone call here, a phone caller on the line here. Thomas, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for calling. Did you have a question or a comment? Probably both. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, so very thought-provoking uh, subject. And um, one of the things you're talking about is a secular perspective versus a perhaps a Christian perspective. And when you say that, I think, uh, well, there's Christian perspective, but then there's God's perspective. Right. When you think of a Christian perspective, you've got people involved with the sinful nature, mm-hmm. and then you guys are talking about regulation, and I just hear compromise and watering down God's perspective, and so what might be erotic for one or versus another, pornography, which could be well-defined, and if it's not supported, God's perspective, then a Christian's perspective should be to not support it, regardless if you have a problem with it or not. You know, that's a separate issue. Mm-hmm. But, um, my gosh, there's a young boy, you know, the Sears and Roebuck mm-hmm. uh, catalog uh, wind up being whatever's available for pornography. But that's not <laughs> pornography. It's just a person turns it into that because, you know, a doctor's own vomit type stuff. Uh you know, people can't help being stupid. Um, I think we need to be very careful when we take a position. And I can understand, maybe I can say some things that you as pu- public figures have to be a little more dainty about. But uh, I just don't believe in compromising or you know, watering mm-hmm. down something to where you, you wind up with a regulated porn industry is okay from a Christian perspective. I, I think that's just great. Right. Well, I, you know, I don't think Bo is talking about from our from our perspective. I don't. I don't think Bo, as a Christian, was talking about. Well, we can we can kind of water what God says. I, I think Bo's position is, well, this is the word of God, and this is wrong. Right. Bo, do you? Yeah. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, absolutely. I think me and Peter both would totally. We would love it if there was no uh, porn industry. And, uh, you know, as a Christian, you know, that's always our position um, because we're trying to uphold the Word of God and the glory of God. And porn distorts Mm. the glory of God because God didn't intend for us to look at people fornicating. Mm -hmm. So, or showing their body or those type of things. Um, uh, So we definitely would agree with that. Uh, uh, But as you know, we live in a world and in a uh, country where it, uh, um, you know, it is um, not a, a Christian, people aren't Christian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of weird, but when you, when you, when you want, say, um, the country to be strong in religion, um, we, that kind of brings up a question mark, too, is that is what religion? <laughs> because... <laughs> There are religions out there that would love to ban the Bible for its erotic literature um, and material. Um, and we certainly wouldn't want that, you know, um, for sure. So, 
can I be can I be frank? Yeah. We're talking about pornography, okay? And then you mentioned something about a thirteen billion dollar industry, and boy, we'd hate to lose that. But uh, you can never put a price on morality. It's just either moral or it's not. So, for example, let's say we were talking about cannibalism, and it was accepted. Society was okay. In America, that's a $13 billion industry. Pound stand. doesn't matter. You know, it just, it, it, if it's not right, it shouldn't be. Think about all the wasted time people spend on porn. Amen. It could be productive time. That $13 billion might turn into $13 trillion because they were working mm-hmm. instead of uh, filling their, uh, their no filling of the eyes, no filling of the flesh, no filling of the self. And if they channeled it better as to something, I don't sweat missing a $13 billion industry that's based on uh, immorality, and uh, I have no desire for it to be regulated. Uh, It should be um, um, eliminated, but of course, um, will that happen in a republic such as ourselves? That's Uh, right. Like you said, probably yeah, that's right. And, and and that was my point. I mean, you just kind of uh, solidified my point by saying, you know, I, I wish more people were like you um, in the sense that you're ready to take that challenge of losing the $13 billion in the economy. Um, many people are not. And and that's unfortunate. So I, I appreciate your position. Yeah, I think I think Bo was yeah. being devil's advocate there. Yeah, we don't we we wish that more people would be willing to do that, and I, that's why I said I wish you guys were here during the break because what we were going to be doing in the next segment was kind of talking about that was the secular view, and so what we're doing now is having to figure out how because the secularist is going to see it that way, and then we move in because we're, it's kind of First Corinth. I mean, it's First Corinthians chapter one. This is all foolishness unto them because for us this is an, the ethical view then because once you're a Christian. You know, you see this, pornography takes a whole different view. A secularist is going to see pornography as there's nothing wrong with it because there's nothing, you know, they can't see anything wrong with it. And then all of a sudden when you're a Christian, you, you, there's everything wrong with it. And so you, ha- you want to be rid of it. You want all of that gone. Um, but you can't see that when you're not a Christian. The Holy Spirit's not evident and not present in your life. You're not going to see it that way. So it, there's a whole change there that, and it's almost like you're speaking Chinese, you know, to this person who's a secularist. And so, um, yeah, moving into that view, I think that's why I said I, that's why I was saying I was wish you guys were here during the break. That's what we were going to move into at this point. So, yeah, I think that yeah. you saw that. Thirteen billion. How many men and women hours is that that is spent in that industry? Be it the viewers, be it the industry, take all of those man and women hours, viewers and industry, tell me the total of those man hours, women hours, and then just put a minimum wage to it. How much is that? How productive is that? Hours, hours and hours, just people wasting on this, as opposed to channeling for being to it. So it's an opportunity lot uh, and an opportunity cost. There is no profit. There's no $13 billion. That happens to be uh, minimalistically what they were able to garner out of wasted immoral time. To where, again, I'm telling you, it's exponential, the true benefit, if you put yourself on a moral track, productive track, get glory to God. How is that going to be blessed? 
in, immeasurably, just it's night and day. Oh, I, c- know, I couldn't so. agree with you more. I think that's an absolutely good point and a good way of putting I, it, too. I thank you. I thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Thomas. Have good, God bless you. Thank you for your call. Take care, Thomas. Okay, looks like we got another call. Charles, are you on the line? Yeah. Hi, Charles. You know, uh, hi. Thomas just laid out how you can actually fight it because hitting people over the head spiritually with with Scripture isn't going to stop them from doing pornography, very likely. And hitting them over the head with the physical Bible isn't legal. And although, it might, although in this case it might be moral if it got them to stop. But the, point of the ma- but the point of the matter is, though, if you present an economic, a purely economic argument as to why pornography is against a person's econo- financial interest, you might get a lot of people that would get conversions uh, away from the idea of it, and it would be a spiritual purpose done ec- through, through economics as opposed to through uh, spiritual means. Hmm. What do you think of that? You, yeah. Um, I have a second point if you guys want to. No, go ahead. Yeah, we got about a minute. Give it to us. Well, I, I hope I'm not going too far astray from this topic, but pornography naturally leads to the next thing, which is, and this is from the tech aspect, because I read some of the tech blogs, some of the rages in uh, tech blogs and at the Consumer Electronics Show and such has been these uh, robots that are beginning to mm-hmm. proliferate um, and uh, for sexual purposes. Mm-hmm. And if you think pornography was an addiction, just wait until somebody can buy mm-hmm. the physical equivalent of the wife for $10,000 <laughs> or less. Who doesn't talk uh, so I much. Won- <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I said, who doesn't talk so much. Well, you can well, but you can program her what to say. Evidently. I don't know. I, I don't have any direct experience, and I don't plan on any. But the point of the matter is, though, that you stunted them. Um, you can, I mean, you know, and if you want to talk about nothing but trucks and guns, and then do the purpose that the robot was created for without getting salacious about it, um, you know, you can program that. Well, that's that's true. Well, thank you, Charles. Yeah, we're about out of time there, but I thanks for the call. The spirit. My question is, I wonder where that leaves us spiritually, and I'll listen to your answer on here. Well, that's that's a good question. Gosh, these are some really good points, good calls. We appreciate all of those calls. If you have any points, any comments to make, we pr- we'd appreciate your call, 520-790-5663. We do know this is a hot topic. It is definitely an important topic. And we appreciate all those comments. Thank you so much. We will be back right after these words from our sponsors. Last time someone walked up to you and said, wow, I love your hair. It's time to feel confident about you. Hush Salon's highly trained professionals are here to deliver that wow factor back into your style. Whether it be a new haircut, some soft baby lights, or edgy balayage, Hush is the only salon I would trust and recommend. Tell them Dr. Deb sent you and receive $10 off your first visit. The number to call is 327-6753. Start the new year off right. 
Are you looking for a more natural approach to your healthcare? Nature Medica is a full-service, integrative, naturopathic clinic locally owned by Dr. Judy Gianni, who has been serving Tucson patients for over 22 years. Nature Medica offers you a warm and caring place of healing where your story is heard, the roots of your health imbalances are identified, and where you are assisted back on the road to optimal health and vitality. Get more information on our website at naturemedica.net or call us at 887-4287. Are you searching for a school? Well, search no more. I am in the class of 2026 at Pushwich Christian Academy Grammar School. Yep, that's fourth grade. My parents have many options for my schooling, and I'm so glad they chose Pushwich. I know I'm loved and valued because my teachers say so daily. I love how we learn about God and all that we do. Pushwich is a home away from home. Why don't you come see for yourself on February 6th at 6 p.m.? More information about the February 6th showcase can be found at prca.academy. Adversity is inevitable. Stress is optional. Hi, this is Rick Hughes, the host of The Flatline. Heard every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. here on KGMS. Please join me and discover how you can use God's problem-solving devices to stop the outside pressure of adversity from becoming the inside pressure of stress. 30 minutes of motivation, inspiration, and education, all without any manipulation. That's The Flatline. Heard every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for joining us today on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. If you want to know more about Dr. Deb's books or ministries, visit her website at drdebradio.com. The phone lines are open at 520-790-5663. And now, back to Dr. Deb. Welcome back. This is Dr. Deb Waterbury. You are joining us here on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. And we do have phone lines open at 520-790-5663. That's 520-790-5663. We've got Bo Willette and Peter Martin in the studio today with their Running Light Ministry. They help men and women who are dealing with pornography issues and pornography addiction. We've had a really, really good discussion about the pornography industry and how it has affected our country and the different views of the pornography industry, both secular and ethical, morale, moral, Christian, the view of those and how they're completely diametrically opposed and and what both sides can see that as. But what I um, we had a couple of callers, really good callers, and really good viewpoints about that. We really appreciate those. Our last caller had a, left with one question, and I, Peter, are you going to address that one? Yeah, yeah, I okay. could I could talk about it. I thought it was a, I thought it was really interesting. So the question that um, that I got from the beginning of it was he was he was talking about would it would it be a good idea to maybe. Um, presented in an economic way, mm-hmm. you know, banning porn from an economic standpoint. And um, from a secular perspective, um, if I don't believe in God, essentially what I believe in is I believe in humanity. Mm-hmm. I believe in I believe in what's going to happen. So I'm a secular humanist. So from a secular perspective, I'm not going to be motivated to do anything unless I feel that it's going to be best for society and community. So um, yeah, if I could if I could come up with an economic reason or a, or, or a great um, societal reason to ban pornography that's definitely going to speak to the secular community more. Um, but for us as Christians, uh, we have a very different reason for doing things. First uh, Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or drink, do all things for the glory of God. Oh, yeah. So everything is supposed to be, from a Christian's perspective, is supposed to be to give God honor and praise and to make uh, to, to help the world see him better. And that's what we should be doing, uh, what, what we ought to be doing. 
And the the issue that I, I wanted to bring up, and because we wanted to talk a little bit more about um, what Running Light does proactively to help people with these issues, is um, C.S. Lewis gave a talk back in the 60s, I believe, where he talked about a priggish society. And uh, from his perspective, a priggish society was a society that is morally bent. Um, so it means that what, what a society has done is they've taken all the ethics of a religious system and then they've taken God out of it. So they've said like, okay, so um, we're going to just regulate sexuality and alcohol and drugs and everything like that. And we're going to do it from um, a secular standpoint. But the reality is, is I've gotten all this morality from the Bible and I've just taken God out of it. Mm. And what he says is that the issue with that is essentially what you've done is you've created society laws that nobody could actually do without a filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I've put a standard on somebody that they actually can't accomplish unless they have a relationship with God first. Amen. And what I've essentially done is I've destroyed them. And that's what Mm -hmm. that's what Bo was talking about in the beginning uh, with do I really want to turn a 13 year old into a criminal? Do Mm -hmm. I really want to turn? And and what he's getting at is like when when we have different ethical standards and morality, from a Christian perspective, unless you have an indwelling of the Spirit, you can't even accomplish those things. Yes. And even if you did somehow, um, what the Bible says is they would be of no effect to you anyway, because what they're doing is they're essentially puffing up your pride and yeah. arrogance. It's producing a self-righteousness. Yes. It's producing a self-righteousness. And, and C.S. Lewis was warning us about that. He was saying, like, you know, do you really want that? Do you really want a priggish society yes. that very feels good. very self-righteous? And, you know, when you look at a lot of the totalitarian uh, governments that have oppressed societies throughout the ages, they have very moral backgrounds. Mm. Uh, the Romans, the Chinese, the Koreans, the Russians, the Nazis. It's not like they were amoral. They were very moralistic. But the issue was that through their moralism, they felt themselves superior to other societies and decided to impose that on them. So C.S. Lewis was trying to warn us about that, and I think it's a good warning. That is so good. Um, Goodness gracious, that's good. And uh, also from someone who grew up in a Christian background and struggled with pornography since I was 12, uh, been struggling with pornography and porn viewing since I was 12 years old, I'll tell you that when you grow up in a society that elevates morality to that height, um, you're not going to have the comfortability to talk about your issues. Uh, when I grew up when I was 12 and I was viewing pornography and I knew it was wrong and I heard a lot of sermons about how wrong and how icky and how it was destroying society, destroying marriages, destroying this, destroying that, I would I would listen to that and I'd be like, that means I'm a partaker, which means I'm a part of it, which means I'm destroying mm-hmm. uh, these things and these people. And so because I couldn't reconcile my faith with my actions, I left the faith and I became an atheist for three years. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, me hanging out with Bo, who uh, was the first person, first pastor I'd ever heard uh, honestly confess their own sin, that I was able to get any amount of victory in this area. Because I felt uh, when I saw him, I was hearing for the first time the truth of what the Apostle Paul was talking about in Second Corinthians 12. For in my weakness, the strength of Christ is made perfect. Um, when I have a society that's built up a community, whether it's a church or whatever, where people's righteousness is based on actions and not based on faith in Christ, what you have is you have a group of people that will not confess. Mm. 
because if they confess, they are going to be shunned from that society. Because mm-hmm. it shows a failure. Because yeah. it shows a failure. That's true. When in reality, Jesus says, I did not come for the well, but for the sick. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a physician. Yeah. So that means that when I'm in a church environment, I'm in an environment that's much like a hospital. And mm-hmm. how weird would it be if you went into a hospital and you asked people what was wrong with them and they said, nothing, I just like it here. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be very odd. But mm-hmm. a lot of people go to church and that's what they say. Why are you here? Well, nothing, I just like it here. <laughs> you know, where in reality, it's like, you know, the truth is, is that if you're in church, that means you're sick. Mm-hmm. It means that there's something in you that's that's wrong and goes against the glory of God. And you need to fight that and seek self-control and seek purity in the Lord. And what we believe, James 5.16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Yes. So the idea of confessing those sins to another brother or sister and praying for each other, recognizing the wrongness of it, but recognizing the forgiveness of God simultaneously is really the only thing that's going to get you free. Because if you only have the justice of God, you only have a view of the justice of God, it's going to crush you. Yes. But if you only have a view of the love of God, you're going to flourish in your sin because you're going to feel justified. But when you bring both together in the cross, what you have is you have a human being who understands the seriousness of sin enough to change and yet the love of God enough to have the ability to change. Mm -hmm. Because changing when you feel condemned is not going to happen because Mm -hmm. a lot of our issues are I'm trying to find satisfaction and pleasure and joy in the world. And if I feel so negative about that and I feel so condemned about that, why would I go to God, right? God says, come to me. All you are weary and heavy laden, I'm going to give you rest, right? Why would I go to Jesus when, if I think that by going to Jesus, he's going to just give me wrath? But if I truly believe that he loves me and forgives me, I'll go to him and I'll receive rest, man. I'll see that his pleasure is better. His joy is greater. His plan for sexuality is superior. And then I'll be healed. Right. But it doesn't happen the other way. So one of the primary things that we do is we provide groups for men and women where they can come, they can confess their issues, and they could receive counsel, meaning that it's not like we're just sitting there and people are confessing. We're like, that's great, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're cheating on your wife. Great, man. That's that's <laughs> awesome. You know, no. Well, I, I'll, you know, if someone confesses that, I'll be like, that's great. You're confessing it. But that's not great. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. And here's here's some things that you can do to help get away from that. These are some of the damaged control that you need to do in your marriage now. This is how you need to deal with your wife. This is right. And, and we're talking about these things. Once again, never losing the seriousness of what we're doing, mm-hmm. but at all times thinking, OK, I've done the seriously wrong thing, but how can God heal me from it? Right? How could he move me forward? And that's what they're about. So we we study the Bible. We have confession times and it's been greatly impactful in my life. You know, I'd be lying if I told uh, told you guys that I never, I don't struggle with lust anymore or I don't struggle with the desire to view pornography anymore because that's not true. I still struggle with those things on a daily basis. But in Galatians 5.17, Paul says, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These two are contrary to one another. So you don't do what you want to. Right. And so that is the, the Christian state that this is my particular area where I struggle a lot. Everyone has their own, though. Well, how can people get in touch with you guys or how can they how can they be involved in these groups? Yeah, well, they can, first of all, go to our, our website, runninglight.org, mm-hmm. and we have uh, a lot of different branches of Running Light. So we have an education department, counseling, then we have groups. 
Um, and so we love for people to get the information by going to the website. Okay. The website not only has our own groups that, um, like at our own fellowship, but we believe strongly in the local church. Mm, we, we don't, so do we, we yes. don't want to be a ministry that is separate from the local church. We want local churches to just work on this area. Yes. And so, um, you know, this is not, we don't, we don't want to make things like you have to pay this amount of money to us to come to something. No, the church is the answer. Jesus yes, said. Amen. So, um, so yeah. And I always, am a little leery when you got to pay money for, for what the church to get should, ministry. Yeah. yeah. For mm-hmm. what the church should be offering. So, um, you know, we, we are open to coming to people's churches and helping uh, meet with their, their leaders and saying, hey, if you guys want a group like this, we can show you how it's done or okay. what we do or well, things thank like that. You. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the both of you for coming. Thank you so much to Bo no and to Peter. This was a wonderful, wonderful discussion. Thank you. God bless all of you, and thank you so much for joining us, and we hope we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on Doing Life with Dr. Deb. If you would like more information on Dr. Deb's books or conferences, please visit her website at drdebradio.com. Ready to buy a home or sell the one you're in? Take my advice and contact the Busy Or team with Realty Executives Tucson Elite. I've known Busy for years and she's the one agent I trust with questions about the housing market. Just as you tune in for my guidance, you can check out her website at busytucsonhomes.com or call 520-820-1801 for top real estate advice. That's busytucsonhomes.com. You'll be glad you did. Silver and Gold Trading Company is locally owned and specializes in helping you convert old jewelry, diamonds, silverware sets, coins, and any other form of silver and gold into cash. They are experts in silver and gold, as well as Native American and turquoise jewelry. They are professional, easy to work with, and secure. Silver and Gold Trading Company is located on the southwest corner of Tucson Boulevard and Grant Road. Stop in today. You'll be glad you did. 327-3306. It's Customer Appreciation Month at Jill Adlin Aesthetic Spa, located inside Hush Salon. Enjoy $50 facials all month long, and we're sweeping the shelves. Out with the old and in with the new. All products are 50% off through January 31st. Makeup is 50% off, too. Stock up on your favorites, and then stay tuned to see the great deals we have planned next. Call 327-6753 to schedule or visit our website at jilladlinbeauty.com. The Bible says that we go through pearly gates to get into heaven. But again, I don't know that that isn't saying something else. When an oyster has that irritation, a little piece of sand or whatever, it starts to coat it. It's because it's being irritated. And it's through trials and tribulations that it makes the pearl. So you have this pearl that's big enough to be a gate into heaven. That's a lot of agitation for some poor giant oyster to finally make this pearl that could become a gate. And we enter into heaven that way. It's as if God's saying, It's through hardships, it's through difficulties, it's through agitation, and it's through suffering that you enter into heaven. There's none of us that don't go through those. Those are things that we will face as we make our way into heaven. But when it comes to describe heaven, it's impossible. Heaven is so far beyond description that we can't have it described to us. 
This has been a Practical Christian Minute with Robert Furrow, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Tucson. You can visit our website at calvarytucson.com. You know, one thing I think we can all agree on is the need to get rid of the occasional unwanted visitor in our house, and I'm not talking about in-laws. That's where my friends at Shields Pest Control can help. They are one of Tucson's finest full-service exterminating companies, and whether it be termites, rodents, scorpions, or yucky cockroaches, they are the ones to help. And their products are pet-friendly. Shields Pest Control is family-owned and operated, so call them today at 797-2884, or you can check out their website at shieldspestcontrol.com.